The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Thank you so much for listening to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I am one of your hosts, Monique Cannon, alongside the amazing Akila C. Thompson. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome, welcome, welcome. You are definitely in for a treat. And you can always catch up on our shows and listen to any archive shows on iHeartRadio.com. On our show, we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. And so tonight we're going to do just that. But before we get started, I want to catch up with Akila and just see how things are going. How are you tonight? I'm good, girl. How are you? I am great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I just came back from uh, an amazing weekend. Um, It was the end of a 90-day leadership program that I had the opportunity to coach. So we were at um, the residential weekend, which is the, the end, the, the highlights of the 90 day journey. So I'm actually on, I was fighting a cold, but still on a high from, um, that experience and, and coming off of, we got back just in time for the Super Bowl. Ah. So now I'm like, all like hype off it's of. It's a party. It's a party. It's a yeah. party. I am all so right. hype off of Beyonce's. Uh-oh. So, cause like I'm so here for that today. I mean, that's all I watched the Super Bowl for. I don't know about <laughs> I haven't watched football all season, but I am yeah probably <laughs> one of the people who shamelessly just watched the Super Bowl for the halftime show. When they said that Beyonce was going to be anywhere near the halftime show, I was all <laughs> in it. So she got me out here slaying oh, and twirling oh. on my haters today. Like yes, <laughs> you get yes. it. Huh? Yeah, getting all the way information. And we need to, that's why we're doing this show. We're going to have right. everybody get information. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we're getting our body right right now so that exactly. we can actually slay in that actual exactly. outfit that she had on and yes. everything. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the internet, I thought it might break this weekend from the Beehive. I mean, everybody yes. was all over it from the show. And then she almost fell, but she rocked that. And then. Yeah. And I'm going to need them to stop. There is I mean, no way, there's no way in the world that you are Beyonce and you almost fell and you fell on beat. But see, stop. that's. I was saying, I was like, maybe it was a part of the show. I don't know. You, know. you had her, and and whether it was it was a flaw or not, like she showed you how to just keep it moving. And then you had Steve Harvey. I don't know if you were there for the commercials or not, um, or if you just were there for the halftime show. I sure was but, 
for the halftime show. Okay, well, there was a commercial. <laughs> you got to watch the commercials, too. Come on, they're great. But there was a commercial where Steve Harvey does this little thing for T-Mobile in response to the Verizon commercial, and he says it's on the card. So, I mean, he totally was making fun of himself from Miss Universe. Oh, cute. And, and I'm like, so how much did he make now off of that failure or that flaw? So I think I posted about it last night, but, um, but yeah. Exactly. He you just know. swirled on his haters just like Beyonce exactly. is That's yeah. how you swirl on your haters. And the, the greatest revenge that she says is you get in your paper. Holla. That's right. That's right. So I'm like, come on, everybody, you got to be here for this. I mean, you just have to be. And I mean, and then she had, you know, the whole Red Lobster thing. And yeah. I don't know. And then, that. And, then, was- and then the what I loved about it is that, you know, there have been, I love Beyonce, but there have been some things because, you know, the work that we do with girls, you know, I, Beyonce to me is, is like an icon. So there's some things like with her last album, I did feel some kind of way. But what I love about this performance and this formation song is now she's actually really stepping into um, kind of the political and like being socially conscious and making a statement about what's going on. And she's actually now creating a conversation. Yes, we're having fun. We're slaying, we're twirling on our haters, but really being able to, you know, her dancers, you know, last night and uh, they were um, videotaped as well as they had a sign up, you know, saying justice for Mario Woods and the mm-hmm. whole putting up the fist up and mm-hmm. you know, the, the, their whole, um, outfits, you know, really taking us back to the whole Black Power, Black Panther movement. So it was, it was beautiful to see her now step into being able to use her voice, her platform, and her talent. Yeah, use her platform in a way. And even how she talks about how she keeps her hot sauce in, you yes. know, her <laughs> pocketbook. I mean, it's so yeah. funny. Last week at work, um, the office manager in our building. Was, it was, he comes to me because he know I have hot sauce. Like I'm that <laughs> I'm that girl in the office that he's noticed hot sauce in my office, so he knows that when he has something that I'm gonna have it. And you know that's not something that I'm ashamed of, and that is very much a part of our culture. So I just love how the formation song, even how she uses Negro, people are like you know feeling some mm-hmm. kind of way about that. But it it is what it is, and I love how she um, is in a way really embracing. Um, black culture in this song as a as a way of celebration and very unapologetically just making statements that are making people very uncomfortable. People were very uncomfortable doing that show oh, last yeah. night. And I just I love it. I love it. So, but I think that's the whole thing about it, right? And and I think you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've heard a lot about being unapologetically whoever you are, mm-hmm. and I think from her in this song um just all different parts of it i mean the police car like all the different different yeah. pieces that are there uh, people are talking about it right and that's the whole thing is she's using her for her platform to make people see her and hear her she says i'm big enough to take this matter on and so i'm going to do that but i think you also had cam newton you know making history and doing a variety of things and people feel some kind of way about that as well on both sides and he's like i'm being me i'm unapologetically me and that's what we teach about all the time so i think it just goes hand in hand with the things that we're saying and the movements that are happening there are a lot of movements happening and you know people are starting to really say i want to be authentic i want to love life i want to have 
what I say and what I dream about so that life becomes what I've dreamed of all along. And why can't I have that? They said I can, so let me go for it. So I think we're just seeing a lot of shifts, a lot of paradigm shifts that are happening, which, yes, it is uncomfortable. People growth is uncomfortable. Even with but, how people have like talked about like her daughter's hair and her daughter's yeah. hair not being done. And you know, even she speaks to that in the song, and that's like, you know, what's wrong if I want my hair, my daughter's hair, you know, to be nappy or with, you know, afros, like that's my business and like mm-hmm. that's my culture. And I love that in embracing um just beauty of all colors and specifically as a black woman being able to um, highlight that black beauty looks different and we have the freedom to, you know, be beautiful in our own unique way. So, um, you know, kudos to you, Beyonce. I thought that was straight genius. And then the whole thing, like stepping back from her whole conscious, you know, uh, you know, statement that she made, but in stepping back and actually look at as a businesswoman, I mean, huh. Huh. drops a video unannounced, right? Mm-hmm. Drops a video unannounced. Then, you know, during the Super Bowl, right after the Super Bowl performance, the first thing you see, Beyonce, Tour. Tour. I mean, That's it's just freaking genius. Like, I mean, yeah. I love her. Marketing was on point. Unfortunately, Red Lobster didn't capitalize off of it. But you know what? She is really working. I mean, you could just take away so many different things from this. I mean, we could talk about this all night, but we have other things that we have to talk about. And I wanted to make sure that we checked in about the Beauty Dreamers event. How did it go last week? Oh, my God. The Beauty Dreamers event was absolutely amazing. Girl, when I tell you that people broke up with their boyfriends. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold on. Yes. (laughs) with their boyfriends immediately after this event like big shout out to amber and angelisa i mean uh amber did this whole chakra um thing that she taught us in in teaching us a little bit about body talk and women actually went home and like the next morning were doing the exercises to really help them um be present you know get i mean it's too much for me to even explain we definitely have to have amber on the phone but angelisa amazing in the the conversation just around using our feminine energy to inspire a man's masculine energy i mean it was like tears were shed i mean we had great laughs we hugged we did the match her so funny one of the girls who um was there she was actually with me this weekend and as we're eating one night she's like I am beauty. I am beautiful. I am sure she was like doing the mantra. And I was like, you know what? I love it. And I just love that how the work that we have done with girls has now just taking on a whole new meaning and doing work with women. So we're actually going to have a part two. Um, And I'll share that information kind of at the end. But part two, we're going to do our I am love part two. And we're actually going to have Raquel, who was one of our guests, actually do some erotic empowerment mm. yeah so grown folks only grown folks right only. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> but, kids allowed yeah 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 but um but yeah it was amazing so thank you to um everyone who has been listening and who came out because we have really been doubling every week we had a a, a great group of women there and i'm just so excited to keep on doubling every month um, because I Am Beauty really indeed is 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 a movement and I'm just so glad to um to be a part of it. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Pictures are looking amazing. <laughs> so 
this whole big weekend, we had a big weekend this weekend with the Super Bowl. And then, of course, we have another big weekend coming up where, you know, people are going to be. I went to the store. The roses are already out and mm. double the price. Um, you know how I feel about that double the price stuff. I'm cheap. I'm frugal. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, let's talk about this. I mean, we talked about having girl talk. And so tonight... We're going to be able to have girl talk, which is always exciting for for the two of us. I mean, we yeah. love live teaching, girl talk sessions. We do it with the girls. We do it with women. But um, we haven't done quite as much probably on the show as what people have requested. So tonight, that's what we have. Uh, but first, I just want to talk about you, you and Sean, the boo-loving oh, couple. Bye. I mean, um, do you guys have any plans this weekend or what y'all got well, going on? Well, actually, we do. Uh, a good friend of mine who, Sam Gray, shout out if you're listening, um, runs a company called The Gray Therapy, and they are actually doing a me time. They call it me time experience, which is it's a massage experience, um, and it's five hours. So we're actually going as a couple to it's upstate New York. I don't remember all the details, but um, if you go to Gray Therapy and if you find uh, me time on Facebook, you could actually find more information about it. Or if you find me, you can find it. So I'm excited about that to be able to get away. And like the experience includes like massage and yoga and like uh, food tastings. So it should be cute. Um, Fun. Definitely need that. Like uh, some unwind time. So I, I haven't oh, yeah. got a massage in a long time. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be fun. So. Tonight, we're going to have Girl Talk. We have a few listeners um, that had, you know, sent us those responses and said, yes, I want to come on to the show, have some Girl Talk time. But before we get to them, you know, you're still in the dating world. And since our topic tonight is going to be all about dating uh, and just kind of for, for some people, this Valentine's Day thing is great. But for others, it can be a sad a time of sadness because maybe they're not in the space that they want to be in. And mm-hmm. so we want to keep coaching our listeners up into that space of where they want to be. So maybe for the, the listener who just dumped that boyfriend um, after coming to the Beauty Dreamers event uh, <laughs> or the person who, you know, they're like, hey, I've been out here in the dating scene, but I'm not really finding anything. I mean, what would you say was what led you to Sean? I know you've expressed on a couple other phone or or other conversations that we've had personally, but you've also said on the show, um, that you opened yourself up for something different. And then here comes Sean, even in a way that you were kind of like, this isn't going to work. I'm on a a app. I'm, I'm on social media. (laughs) Like what? So just share your experience just a little bit with our listeners and maybe some of those self-adjustments that you made? Because we've been talking about that a lot over the last few weeks. Yeah, we have. Well, well, first, I mean, for me, what I found out, I woke up one day and realized that I was dating friends, that Mm -hmm. I really wasn't. And because of that, I realized that I wasn't really a space for dating, like dating strangers. So I I realized that like my last three relationships or so who had been with people that I worked with or had some how like been some kind of a friend or a long a long time friend that um ends up becoming a relationship so because I work so much and because I am so busy out here trying to you know be Oprah there (laughs) there really wasn't that much time to actually be around dating so I opened myself up to 
trying things new. So my way of being, I knew that if I wanted something different, I had to be different. So I opened myself up to online dating. Um, and I actually had my first experience was horrible. I tried match and got a lot of messages, but to make a long story short, went out with one guy and I don't know how we managed to talk for four hours on the phone. Seemed like great conversation. But then when I actually saw him in person, a whole lot of things came together that were just like the longest list of hell knows like ever. I mean, he had (laughs) no job. He was going through a divorce. He had kids. He had no cell phone. He had no car. He had no license. He he didn't even have a passport. Like he wasn't even a citizen. So I... (laughs) I don't know how, what we talked, I can't even remember what we talked about for that four hours. So I remember telling him, oh, and for our date, oh, peep this, ladies, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> we went to McDonald's for our date. So anyone that's listening, they know the McDonald's that's in Times Square. That's where we went. Oh, wait for it, wait for it again. Let me tell you what we ate. So we shared a medium fry, right? And an apple pie. Yes. We shared that. I couldn't even have my own. Right. So you know what I said to him at the end of the date when I dropped him off home? I said, you know what? You are you see, you are a great guy, but what you really need to be working on is yourself. Like, that, you really need to take, a, take time to work on yourself and not be out here dating, trying to destroy a woman's life. Oh, no. No. So... So from there, of course, after you have an experience like that, you're like, oh, no, I ain't doing this online dating like ever, ever again. But, you know, I found myself in a relationship with a dude that was really short, little, little stubby, um, balding, and just a whole lot of stuff just went right. You know, it's, it's nothing Can like being... Chemistry just wasn't there. It's not like being in a relationship with somebody where, like, they sitting on a bed and, like, their feet don't reach the floor. So it's like, that's just, that just wasn't at all, like, attractive. Oh, goodness. But I was trying to be open to something different. So I remember. Shout out to the short guys out there, though. Yeah. There is love for you, too. There is love for you. It just needs to be, like, five feet and under because. For me, at my height, it just, like, wasn't really working. So, anyway, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. I'm out with my line sisters, and I'm telling them about, you know, this whole short man relationship. And they're like, girl, what are you doing? You need to try Tinder. So, so ladies and listeners, if you've never heard it, T-I-N-D-E-R. Um, Tinder actually is, it was derived from, like, the old Facebook. There used to be this app called, like, Face Smash or something. That kind of Tinder, the idea came from that in which... People's faces faces pop up and you either swipe right or swipe left. And one thing that the short man relationship did tell me is that I really do. Great guy, though. Sorry if you're listening and you realize that I'm talking about you. You're still great. You just was just short. Um, so, <laughs> so I realized that, like, I really need to be with somebody that, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm attracted to that. Like, I really want to, like jump on you when I see you, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, this thing out of that side of me. So Tinder was that space in which, like, that's really what it is. It's kind of about attraction. So um, I actually met Sean within a week of being on there. Um, you know, I swiped right on him. And everything <laughs> after that has been history. So, but again, and being open to online dating, I had to be, be open to a lot of other things. So even with me swiping on him, like, Tinder works, you have five pictures, like, one of Sean's pictures looked a little too urban. 
And I know how some of us have checklists, like, you know, we, we real educated black men, black women, you know, could feel some kind of way if like he wears hoodies and like wears Jordans or whatever. So I was open to, okay, one of these pictures look like he might be the kind of dude that wears Jordans and hoodies. And I ain't really been into that, but I'm going to swipe right on him anyway. And I'm glad that he did because that actually turned out to be um, a modeling shoot that he had done. He was modeling for an urban brand clothing line. And that was really, um, you know, what that was. So I know which I told is up you your my, alley, which is my story. So the moral of this story is <laughs> being open and being trusting is really what worked in my relationship with with Sean and and people that I have even been coaching around relationship. Actually, a young lady that I coached for the last 90 days during this leadership program, she's in a relationship now. And that was really what I was able to, to say to her is that, you know, in order to have something different, you have to be different. And be open to different things. Because even when Sean showed up, he didn't show up <clears throat> in a perfect situation where, like, he's single and, like, ain't got no issues and nothing going on. There were some things that, like, we had to work through. But in now, knowing what I wanted, I took some time off and really got clear on what it was I, I, what I wanted in a relationship. And it allowed, it allowed me to kind of figure out what I would work with and what I wouldn't. Mm. So, um I don't know if that answered all of the questions that you wanted me to ask, but just so that yes. people can understand how I got to Cinder, um, that I just, the word that I would give to, to anyone listening that if you had tried online dating and you know, when it hasn't worked in the past, we are in an age of where, um, people just aren't meeting people on the street anymore. Like, like that because of cat calling, cat calling has gotten ridiculous that, I get so turned off when people try to talk to me on the street right. that which just kind of ruined it for the whole, like, you know, excuse me, miss, what's your name? Right. Like right. that whole thing that online dating is actually really a way I know people. It's so interesting that like Sean is a twin and he, his twin actually met his wife on Facebook. Like somehow they, you know, she, she, I, I don't can't remember which one of them saw their picture, but next thing I know they became friends and like hmm. that's how the relationship started. So, we're so just both in of age. them have yeah. well, both of them right now are thanks to the internet. You know, they have found love. So right. it's definitely a space for I think women to be open to um, being. You want to be in as many places as possible so you can be found. I'm not saying be out here looking for anybody, but I'm saying be in on all the platforms, go out and be different places where you can meet people. And um, be a space for dating. Because some of us say we want to be in a relationship, but we're really in, not even a space for love and for really dating, no matter what it looks like. Right. That's true. I mean, I think the biggest thing that you said was just being open. I mean, open to so many different things. Of course, doing something different, trusting, mm-hmm. you know, being open to differences. That's a vulnerable space to be in, especially after you just left from a date that didn't work or a relationship that didn't work. And so now you're saying, OK, I'm putting myself out here again for something that possibly won't work. But it's a, is the glass half full or half empty type of, you know, I guess, situation. So I want to bring a couple of our listeners um, in um, April and Larissa, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Hi, hey, ladies. ladies. Hello. 
So you you've heard Akila's experience, and I I really pray that it was better than McDonald's with the with the medium fry and apple pie to share. Um, but I, I, I think you didn't get nothing to drink, Monique. Like, <laughs> did you get some water? At like, least some, some exactly. water. I thought I had some water in my pocketbook. Like I couldn't even get no water. Well, you know what? When you carry that hot sauce next time, you need to have you a bottle of water just in case. (laughs) Um, But I know that uh, one of the things that April had spoken about, she had sounded off on Facebook, actually. And she was really putting it out there to say, you know, what happened to marriage? What happened to Mm. this this unity? You know, why are we okay with being baby mamas to someone? Or, you know, why are the men not coming and being kings and saying, I'm seeking my queen? And I mean, there's just a variety of things. And of course, I'm paraphrasing um, what she put, but I wanted to kind of tap into that, April, and see, I mean, what have you seen as your experiences? And what are some of these challenges that you're having that led you to putting that post out there and saying, hey, this is kind of a call to action. It's it's a question mark, but it's also a call to action to say, men, step up. You know, I don't want to be a woman out here chasing you. I want you to be seeking me because that's what it's supposed to be. So right. what would you say is, is kind of happening? What was the fuel behind that? Well, the fuel behind that was, like I stated, I have a very diverse group of friends. Um, I have my coworkers. I have, and then I have my everyday friends, and a lot of my coworkers are white. And we, I go to a lot of their functions, you know. Um, And what I notice, and 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 sometimes I get uncomfortable. What I notice is that when I go to these functions. They're all couples. You know, I'm single. And they're they're all couples. Everybody's um, called for, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me, and sometimes it calls for me to bring my children, um, and I have two children, or sometimes it's just um, a night out. And, again, they're they're all couples. And, but when I come back to to my people, to um, my peers and my my family, you just don't see that. Um, and it's it's kind of it's disheartening um, to see that there is a breakdown somewhere within our culture to where it, I, I don't know I don't know what it is and maybe and I know it's a mixture of things but to where the, the men are not taking that commitment or the women are not being, um, not speaking up or not demanding that commitment. And, you know, like I said, well, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so have you spoken with any men about this? Like any men that you're dating? I mean, do they just shy away from the questions? Um, because I think this is a, this is a, a situation that a lot of women are facing and saying, is there something wrong with me? Is it them? Is mm-hmm. it me? Is it I'm not, you know, attracting the right people? Am I not seeking the right people? Like, what is happening here? Why am I not meeting? And it could be a matter of not having the circle be wide enough. I mean, it, it could be you need to right. cast a wider net like Akila was just talking about. But what have you seen as maybe some of the challenges when you're talking with them? Or have you been able to even have this conversation with men? You know, um, there was this one guy I was recently interested in, and 
um, he and I both shared a lot of similarities about being single and feeling like, you know, uh, he felt like he was marriage material. You know, he felt like he wanted to be married. He felt like, you know, like, why, you know, why is he single? And, and I felt the same way. And, and as I talked to this guy, you know, it's been a couple of weeks or whatnot. As I talked to him, I just feel like he, he's saying one thing, but then his actions are completely different. You know, I, yeah. and I don't know exactly what's going on in his life, but I thought that we clicked because we were both single and we were both looking for the same things. But I, I, I I'm starting to learn that, you know, I, I don't know. He, he said one thing and he just does something completely different. Um, I was in a, another long-term relationship, um, and this guy, he, he has the idea of marriage. He had been married, but I think what went wrong with that is that he jumped from one relationship directly into the next. So with mm. that, I guess what I'm saying is I think that the older we get, the harder it becomes. And I feel like people are becoming... They're, they're hurt. They don't know how to heal, you know, and they put Band-Aids on things. And I've, I've done it myself as well. You put Band-Aids on certain situations, you never heal, and you keep moving on to the next. And that relationship is going to fail, you know, because you haven't worked on yourself or you haven't worked on the issues that have caused that relationship to fail. And I just don't think people are putting in enough me time and, and, and healing you know, and it was just out here blind, blindly okay. going in from one relationship to the next. Well, let me actually, let me, let me interject um, because I, I love what you said in that um, healing. I'd like to ask you, do you think you've actually healed? Because I'm a firm, be- I'm a firm believer that um, we attract people as, right. a re- as a result of the space that we are in. Definitely. If, you know, I like I I'm not a space for a man that doesn't have his stuff together based on where I am and the woman that I'm being. So what I would ask, you know, in looking back over your previous relationships, I know you said that you have children. What exactly happened in in those relationships that and do you think that there is a perhaps a pattern that's happening around worthiness, around your own worthiness and what it is that you right. deserve. Right. So um, I've been single, like completely single for the last six months. Um, my previous relationship was about two years. Um, I had to really take time out to stop and think like what you just said because you are what you attract so, sort of mm-hmm. thing. And I felt like I would attract broken men. I would okay. attract. I would so, attract. So then, let's stop there because we 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 because mm-hmm. the show is so the show is so short. So, I mean, the show is right. so short. So in <laughs> eliminating the story, you were attracting broken men. Do you experience yourself perhaps as as broken? Like, have you really yes. forgiven things that happened in your relationship? Is there any resentment? maybe with around the fathers of your, or the father, you know, I don't know exactly the situation of your children. Right. That, um, is somehow now, um, 
prohibiting you to uh, attract maybe the kinds of partner that you want and kind of you need at this phase of your life? I feel like, you know, I, I took some time off and I was really with self. And and I had to dig deep to find out why am I attracting these kind of people. And one of the things that I came to learn was I'm, I'm a fixer. You know, I want to fix people. I'm, like, I'm a nurse. So that caregiving, that nurture is, mm-hmm. is, is, is like my first instinct. And I feel like attracting these people, it, it was... It was my way of hiding my own thoughts or hiding my own hurts by mm-hmm. trying to, okay, by yeah, trying so. to, <laughs> yeah, by <laughs> trying to be there and be a nurturer to somebody else when I haven't taken taken the time to sit down and work on me. Okay. So, do you really feel like you've you've taken the time to work on you? And and really get clear about what it is that you want and the beliefs that you have around men. Because based on the fact that you can, like we, we as women kind of unconsciously, the fact that the post that you made today about what you feel about, like, say, the black community and, and how men are, that shows up in who you attract if that's a belief that you have. Like, if you don't right. really believe that there are black men out there that, you know, can be taken seriously and that want to be husbands because, you know, I can relate to you in that where my expectations were with men before I met Sean was who I was attracting. Like I was attracting men that I felt that I, I, at that point where I was in my career, I didn't think I could have a man that make that work that made more than me. You know, I Mm -hmm. didn't think I really could have a man that would cater to me and adore me in Mm-hmm. In, in ways unless he was not doing as well as I was like you know I felt like foot rubs only came from certain kind of men like you know men that really didn't deserve to be with me would be the kind right. of men to do those kinds of things that I wanted but once right. I was able to raise my level of expectation about yeah. about men I attracted this man who won I mean is just beyond amazing in every way that I could have ever imagined so right. What I would offer to you really is to not so much focus on outwardly on what you see, but more so focusing inwardly on like where you are and fixing the pieces and changing your beliefs around what men are not, but really looking at what men are and seeing Mm -hmm. um, having a more empowered view around men. And I think that will that will not only change your perspective about men, but also change the circle of men that, you know, you are around and that are attracted to you. Like there's so mm-hmm. much in like the law of attracting an energy. And right now, just from what I'm experiencing and talking to you, your energy is very much like defeated as it relates to relationships and your expectations mm-hmm. of men, especially black men. Yeah, that, that pretty much hits it on the nail. <laughs> okay seriously seriously i'm not even going to argue sometimes I, I really feel defeated like you know what um like i'm going to take i'm going to exit the stage left like i just <laughs> i yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna rebut that at all mm-hmm. 
So now you know what you need to do. So you need to definitely become clear about the expectations of what you want to see. So what do you see in those in those circles that you're sitting there when you see those companionships that are there, the relationships? Mm -hmm. What are you seeing that you would love to have? And that's really the space in which you have to generate Mm -hmm. your energy from. So every time you start feeling defeated, think about that last gathering that you had where you saw so much love and you felt so much love and you said, I want Mm -hmm. that. Go back to what did that look like for you and take yourself from place A to place B. It's just, you know, dreamland A to dreamland B. Like, yeah. Right. Shift. You do you have, have a, do you have a vision board? I, I have a whole bunch of notebooks. Okay. What I would do as a little <laughs> exercise for you, I want you to create a vision board that's just about love from like images of like what the, the kind of man that you want like images of how he would treat your children, images of places that you all would go together, images of just like how he dressed, how he, how he, how mm-hmm. he even smells. Like I have all of that on my vision board and I'm in a relationship with someone that embodies all of that. Mm. So it, it would help in just changing your mindset around your expectations around love, because I'm a firm believer that there is somebody for everybody. But we yeah, have to, we have to get our minds, and I I, I I've learned for me that I had to get me together. Like the mm-hmm. old me wouldn't have been able to even pr- appreciate who I'm with now. That like right. she wouldn't have if she wouldn't have wanted to work for what I'm working for now. Too relationships is hard work too, and a mm-hmm. lot of and a lot of us don't want to really work. Like you know, right. I was in relationships before where there were no arguments. Because those were honestly great men, but there was a greater man that was in store for mm. me. It was going to take some work to, yeah. to be with, and it was going to take some work that I needed to do to even be able to attract that kind of man. So that's my homework to you. You, t- you find you some <laughs> magazines and a poster board, and sit. And I know you, I know you say you journal. You know, I would even, I'm sure you probably already journal about love, but even really journalizing about what you want, like, and being clear, like what I want, like, how do I want to, oh, one of the things that we did last week in um, the event and speaking from our feminine is actually really being able to communicate, like how, how, how we, how we feel and what we want in our relationships. And until that relationship shows up, be comfortable communicating how you feel and what mm-hmm. you want, even to yourself, mm-hmm. like putting right. that like in the universe out there, like, you know what? I want a man in which, you know, we could fly private planes together. You know, like we, we could jump out of, we can jump out of planes together. Mm, y'all you know, can have we could go to exotic, <laughs> you know, I, like those are the kinds of things like you need to like really be declaring like, this is right. what I want. Like, I mean, we opened the year with a vision board party, like doing what I'm asking you to do. And we also made declarations. Like, women got in front of the room and said, you know what? I want a passionate, sexy, mm-hmm. like, trusting, like, you know, he rocking my world in every way imaginable, you know, right. I trust him kind of relationship. So be bold about what you want and, like... Mm-hmm. And how that would make you feel. And that will really support you. And when people come around and knowing like, uh-uh, this ain't it, you know, right. I, that's not it either. <laughs> but like, hmm, 
this is different. Maybe mm-hmm. I should, you know, maybe I should see what's going on here. So that's all I got. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a lot. I think that's a, that's some good work to start with. So Larissa, you're on the line. So what have you been hearing? There's a lot of feedback coming from you, Larissa. Are you, do you have us on speaker? Yes, okay, I have you on speaker. Can you hear me? Okay, okay now we, we can, can hear you now. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the show. So we've just um, taken some time with April and, you know, what, do you have similarities? What differences do you experience based on what we just discussed? Well, I, as far as the online goes, I did have one bad experience with that, um, where this guy was totally married and has a happy relationship with his wife, supposedly, and then was dating, was on the way dating website and trying to date other people. Hmm. And, um, I was like, oh my gosh, he's so nice, he's so perfect. And then um, come to find out his wife was the way at med school, which is why he had so much free time on his hands to date other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of shied me away from ever going back on a dating website again. But um, no, I think I was no, 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 no. <laughs> Let me stop you there. That's not, that should not shy you from going back on dating sites. That should now let you know the questions you got to ask in the first mm-hmm. conversation. Like, one. Yeah, I did. Um, you asked, are you married? Yes, I did. He you said no. Him, okay, he says no. Okay, then he, you know, gets a hee-haw for me, a donkey of the day right. here in New York. Okay, because that's what I find with, with some women that that's not a question that they ask. Because I will tell you, when I met Sean, Sean was going through a divorce. And during our first conversation, we spoke for four hours and... At the end of the conversation, he was just like, you know what? Um, I feel like I need to tell you something. And that was when, like, he broke it to me, you know, like, I'm married, you know, but we're we're separated. And, again, who I was at that time at first was like, oh, hell no. Like, oh, we're not doing this here. And eventually I came around <laughs> to it. But that's one thing that I found that a lot of times we don't have to ask those questions. So, okay, good. So, for what you were saying. <laughs> but I was going to say, too, that. though, to interject in that spot, too, though, is, you know, it's, I think it still goes back to the same premise that we were just talking about with April, that you even though the one bad experience happened, it's still exactly. a matter of setting yourself up for success and saying, I know what I do want. So mm-hmm. that didn't particularly work out. I may have asked all the right questions. I did all the right things. Unfortunately, I still ended up in a space that I didn't like. But that doesn't mean that everyone else that's out here is going to be in that same bucket because I don't care if you meet them on the corner or you meet them at work. The same situations can happen where it's a negative experience or a negative outcome. So just being clear still with what you want from that online dating experience as an outcome is still a way to go as well. But because I mean, mean, you can meet on a man on the street that's married and Mm -hmm. do the same thing. So don't limit that now to say, oh, God, I can't do online dating anymore because it's a bunch of married men on there out there being trifling because that's just like what you'll find on the street as well. So I am like I am like queen online dating now. I was anti it. (laughs) And honestly, I I will show you this as well. Sean was a Sean guy. Uh, Sean is a shy guy and was a shy guy. And he says he actually is thankful for Tinder because had he met me on the street, he wouldn't have even had the confidence enough to say anything to me. He's clear that 
he would have never said anything to me if he met me in any other way. I believe that. Tinder is actually a space for like the shy guys who don't really know how to talk to girls or even like the lame guy, the dude that's lame, but actually it's probably what you need in your life. Like (laughs) online dating is how he's able to meet his queen. So I'm just saying like, be around for the picking. Right. (laughs) So, so what else have you seen? I mean, if if you've cut online dating off, what else has been happening in your dating life? Well, I'm not going to totally cut off the whole online thing. I think I just need to kind of start going through them again and seeing what happens out there. Um, Actually, a friend um, set me up on a blind date. Um, Conversation was great. I was not attracted to him at all. So I felt like, why waste my time if I'm not attracted to him at all? Um, And then there was a couple of red flags. You know how sometimes someone can make a conflict? What I should say is that now that I've grown up and know absolutely what I want in a guy, I can kind of pick up those red flags and say, hey, this is a red flag. I don't even want to pursue this. Things like, oh, I don't like people telling me what to do. I I just want to, I just kind of felt like, okay, you're being, you don't want people to tell you what to do. There was not, there was no no explanation behind it. It was just like, I just don't want to tell you what to do. I kind of felt like he had an authority, a problem with authority. No. And to me, that's like, okay. No. Oh, yeah, you, ooh, <laughs> you, you gotta go back and listen to our previous shows with Angelisa. Men the- get men are very triggered by by when we use our masculine energy. So, real quick, our masculine energy is like I'm. I'm, I'm assumed that you you're probably very much like a boss chick in that, like you know, you make decisions. You're you're successful. A, a, a lot of women we lead with our masculine energy, and we don't even know it. But it triggers uh-huh. men like crazy. They don't want to feel like you're telling them something. That they, they don't, they don't want to feel like you're telling them what to do. Sean will check me in a minute when I'm like, you know, when he feels like, oh, no, don't tell me anything. Are you asking me? Because <laughs> I'm really good with like suggest asking like suggestive questions like, you know. Uh, how do how do I say things sometimes? Like rather than asking, you know, can you pass me those fries? Be like, you know, give me them fries. Like pretty much like, you know, (laughs) I'm probably giving a bad example. I can't think of anything right now, but I know I have a way of like suggesting, suggesting things in a way that's not really asking, but more so telling him what to do. And it really triggers him. So I'm sure that whatever it is that you did and we're, and we as women do this all the time. Sometimes things that we think are red flags are really not. They're coming from meaning that we've given to things that men are doing and not even realizing like who we're being in the process. But I also think, oh, you know, too, sometimes we we have to ask, we have to ask a few more probing questions. Um, you know, we're a society that makes a lot of assumptions or we hear something that triggers us. So that triggered you to say, mm, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. But that's because someone else has positioned you and conditioned you to believing that statement is negative or that statement shouldn't be when that could be. Oh, I'm just a protector. You know, I want mm-hmm. to Amen. ideas. I want mm-hmm. to be the man. And that's what you're mm-hmm. looking for. But at the same time, sometimes as strong black women, especially, we don't always know what to do with that energy. We don't mm-hmm. know what to do with those statements. So there's, you know, mm-hmm. definitely something for us to kind of tap into on that. And I mean, mm-hmm. we only have a few more minutes on uh, the show tonight, but 
I think just, we didn't hear a ton of the story, but I think a lot of it sounds like when there's forcefulness or when there's um, because you're so strong, you know that 99% of the time what you say is what you mean. You're mm-hmm. going to see that as a reflection in that man that's talking to you as well, when really he may or may not say it in the proper way. We know that men and women communicate a little bit differently from time to time. So that's I would true. encourage you to really take the time to ask more questions. And even if you're not necessarily, I know you're an intelligent woman, so you're going <laughs> to need to be intellectually stimulated. So they may not have the full package on the outside, but maybe taking a little bit more time to dig a little bit deeper is going to be something that really turns you on a lot more. Mm-hmm. And definitely okay. my, home- my homework to you would be go listen to Speaking in Your Feminine Part 1 and Part 2. So you can yes. find them at all people listening as well. You can find it by going to iHeart.com, search Keeping It Beauty. Oh my God. Like, it has been... So eye-opening to me and and to a lot of women and just helping us understand um, a man's masculine energy and how what we do can trigger and also inspire them if we know how to use our femininity. So thank you ladies for joining us. Absolutely. We appreciate (laughs) you. We appreciate you being on the show. And sharing with us. No problem. Thanks for having me. For so sure. Thank you. thank you for having us. Thank you. So we'll go ahead and and wrap up. Thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. As always, we want to help you with your challenges. Send us topics. You can go to keepingabeauty.com or hit us up at keepingabeauty at gmail and let us know if you want to participate in our girl talk next time. Um, you can also keep up with all of our things we have coming up by going to our website, iambeautyinc.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, I Am Beauty Inc. And we leave you with this quote. You gotta dance like there's nobody watching. Love like you'll never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening. And live like it's heaven on earth. William W. Perky. Good night, everyone. And be beauty. Be beauty. <laughs> Good night.